to another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. This episode is coming at you a couple of days late because we were so shook by the slap. We're so yeah. shook we couldn't speak. <laughs> the woman was too stunned to speak. The woman was too stunned to speak. Yeah, we <laughs> we needed um 48 hours of recovery time before we even considered approaching a mic. Yeah, we're still not quite ready. But mm-hmm. no, we. it's late because, Allison, you were sick. I was so sick, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I was really sick. I had one of those like weird 24-hour... Um, it always sounds made up, by the way, when you say you have a 24-hour stomach bug. Like, does that not sound like the most get-out-of-work excuse you've ever heard in your life? Well, I've never had that. Like, people okay. are always like, oh, it's, I just have a 24-hour bug. Yeah. Now, my bugs last longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my bug was in and out of my body fast. And when I say oh, in and out of my body fast, I mean it was in and out of my body fast. Yeah, so I you're all know. better now. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I'm like, I, I have my energy back. I had a Popeye's chicken sandwich today, something that I never could have imagined I would have done two days ago. So, yeah, I'm on the road to recovery. Yeah, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is a, is a sign. It's a miracle healer. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't need to get into the details Everybody has heard this story. Animal Planet has covered it. Weather Channel has covered it. Everybody has covered this to death. It's been examined at every different angle, like Kevin Costner in the JFK shooting movie. JFK? That's the name of the movie? <laughs> that sounds it is. correct, yeah. Times Oliver 10. Stone's JFK, yeah. yes. But I'll just I'll just give you the, the um, gist in case you forgot, which you didn't, because you're reminded about it every second of the day. But Chris Rock presented at the Oscars. He made a joke about Jada Pickett-Smith, bald head, that she's going to be in G.I. Jane 2. Jada has alopecia, something that Chris apparently didn't know before making that joke. The joke was ad-libbed. It was not scripted. Will Smith, Jada Pickett's husband obviously laughed at first but when he saw jada's slightly mad face he got on the stage he jaja gabord chris rock in the face then he sat down and yelled at chris to keep his wife's name out of his fucking mouth chris tried to calm will smith down and said it was a gi jane joke which i thought was the funniest thing (laughs) that is a funny Uh, quote (laughs) then he and a, there's also like little video of Jada laughing at the slap. So who, that was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris tried to calm Will Smith down, but then he went on and he completely dropped character. Chris Rock suddenly was no longer stand-up comedian. Chris Rock, like I've never seen someone drop character that fast, but he did. And then he went on to present Best Documentary, which went to Summer of Soul. Um, Will was not kicked out of the building. He later won the Best Actor Oscar for King Richard. He gave a speech, and in his speech, he apologized to the Academy and the audience. Um, He didn't apologize to Chris Rock, and he also didn't thank Jada Pinkett Smith in the speech. I don't think he even mentioned her. He talked about defending his family, but I don't know if he mentioned her. Yeah, I think in that case, it would have helped uh, if he'd been a little bit more specific. Like, what family members are you specifically talking about in this case? Maybe your wife, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or thank the woman who you slapped somebody in defense. Of. Yeah, I feel like if you meant if you meant that much to somebody to make somebody to make a person slap another person, 
I feel like they might be at the top of your their, your thank you list when you get yeah. a, when you win an Oscar. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Maybe. But that that's the basics of what happened. Um, I will say that I am kind of glad that we're doing this episode a little later, and not because you were sick. I'm not glad about that. Okay, no, I get you. <laughs> because like it it gave us time to kind of take this all in. Yeah, to get our to assemble our takes. I feel like. Yeah. There is no takes to me because every take has been taken. Every There's single take. Not a take left to take. This is an empty no. buffet. This is a buffet on Sunday night at 10 p.m. There is not a single chicken wing to be found. Not a take. Nothing. Um, so let me kind of go over everything that's happened since then. Mm-hmm. The Academy spoke out against a slap, said that they are doing a review of it. Will could be suspended or expelled from the Academy. If that happens, he won't be allowed at Academy events. He may not be able to be nominated for Oscars in the future. Um, They are probably not going to take away the Oscar he got this year. The Academy said their investigation could take weeks, and they expect to bring it up at the next board meeting on April 18th. The Academy also claimed that they asked Will to leave the Oscars after he turned their show into a VH1 reality show from the early aughts, but he refused. That's what they say. And they um, they didn't want to cause a scene by forcing him to leave. Um, they did also apologize for how they handled it. But a source tells TMZ that the Academy is lying about asking Will to leave because he was never asked to leave and was actually told by a producer that he could stay. Hmm. What is the truth? Hmm. Also, it's going to take them weeks to, like, review the situation. I mean, it really doesn't take that long to review that beautiful bean footage that they have. Like, they have it on tape. Well, I think they have to, like, get together and talk about it and decide, like, hold on. There's probably a lot of meetings going on. If you're in the Academy academy and you saw that slap, you're probably like, fuck, I'm going to be on Zoom calls for the next three weeks talking about this yeah i gotta cancel my massage i had a trip to mexico booked scrap that not gonna happen anytime soon so will apologize on instagram later he um he apologized to chris rock he said he was wrong and out of line and violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive i mean they did a good job with that pr will's pr did a good job with that apology it's a nice statement yeah it's a good statement Jada hasn't really said anything specifically about this, but she did post a note on Instagram that read, this is a season for healing and I'm here for it. She's like, and the next season of Red Table Talk is coming on. Yeah. And it's going to only be devoted to this. They're going to milk this to death. Yeah. Every single episode, they're just going to talk about this. To be honest, if I ran Red Table Talk, I would dedicate every episode to it as well. Because that is guaranteed. It's guaranteed ratings. Maybe like the first 10 minutes, but <laughs> after that's like, I mean, how much can we milk this? They can they can do cliffhangers, right? They can be like, next week on a very special Red Table Talk, Jada talks to Will's right hand, the one that did the slapping. They'll like inch it out week by week. Yeah, it's going to first be the pinky they're going to talk to, then the thumb, then the ring finger. Yeah, they're going to go down the line of his bring all the Yeah, bring all the fingers in eventually. That'll be a two-part episode. As for Chris Rock, he hasn't really said anything about this. He's doing a set of 
uh, stand-up shows in Boston this week. And at his first show, he didn't say much. He only said that he's still processing it, and we'll talk about it later. And I'm still kind of processing what happened. Like, like I... So, at some point, I'm talking about this And at the second show... He said that he hasn't talked to anyone involved in the slap, meaning he hasn't talked to Will or Jada. He was most likely responding to Diddy saying after the Oscars that Chris and Will made up. So he's basically saying we didn't make up because I didn't fucking talk to him. Yeah, I love that. I love that Diddy is being everybody's uh, PR manager all of a sudden. Like without being asked, he's just stepping forward, giving unsolicited updates on the situation. Well, unsolicited lies. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a very good one. He's obviously new at his job. He hasn't learned the difference between if if you can't tell the, if you don't want to tell the truth, just say no comment. He hasn't learned that yet. So the slap in itself was a mess, but it's led to another huge mess because everybody and their fuck buddy has been commenting on this. They just have to give their thoughts about this. Every single person. Oh my god, I think Larry King came back from the dead and did a special episode of Larry King Live about it. Yeah, everybody's everybody is talking about it. And, you know, it's brought out like a ton of think pieces and discussions about race, toxic masculinity, whether people should take a joke or not, uh, the treatment of black women, and celebrities are taking sides. Um, I should say that when Will won the Oscar, he got a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. The hosts, two of the hosts, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes, both spoke against it, with Amy saying she was triggered and traumatized, and Wanda saying it was gross that Will was allowed to stay. And, and it, was, it was sickening. It was absolutely, I physically felt ill, and I'm still a little traumatized Me by too. it. Me too. Um, yeah, because it, it for, and for them to let him stay in that room and enjoy the rest of the show and accept his award, I was like, how gross is this? This is just the wrong message, you know? Like, you assault somebody, you get escorted out the building, and that's it. But celebrities like Tiffany Haddish called Will Slap beautiful since he was defending his wife. Then there's Judd Apatow, who said that Will could have killed Chris. <laughs> Just give me a fucking break. <laughs> the reach of all reaches. Uh, I know. And Jim Carrey said that he was sickened by everyone who gave Will a standing ovation and that he should have been arrested. Zoe Kravitz also said, oh, so we're just assaulting people on stage at the Oscars now. And Jim and Zoe and many people celebrities who spoke out about this they got dragged on twitter expectedly they (laughs) like twitter basically pulled out their dirty laundry and said you know is this you yeah oh the is this you i knew that after that after the slap happened the slap happened and then people started coming forward their takes i was like there are going to be so many screen grabs that get shared this week screen grabs that people would like to have deleted it's yeah, going to like, be a mess. Well, well, like when Jim Carrey said what he said, mm-hmm. people reminded him about how at the 1997 MTV VMAs, he went on stage and kissed 
Alicia Silverstone without asking. He just kissed her. So mm-hmm. they're like, really shut the fuck up. You're not one to talk. Um, <laughs> they also brought an old interview where Zoe Kravitz thirsted over a 14-year-old Jaden Smith when she was 24. <laughs> so they're bringing out all your dirty laundry. So if a celebrity gave their thoughts about this, I whichever way they went, whichever side they sided with, their dirty laundry was going to get aired. And that's why I was like praying for Sharo, Dolly, please don't say, mind your business, don't say anything about this. Keep it to yourself. Yes, and we know that they're good people because they did mind their business. They haven't said anything about it. Yeah, which I'm so thankful and happy for because I don't need to see them get canceled too. Mm -mm. (laughs) Although really, what, what, what is this you could you bring up possibly about Charo or Dolly Parton? You you cannot underestimate the detective skills of Twitter. They will find something. They'll find something. They will go back to Charles' childhood. They will find something. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So, Allison, do you have a take? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I want, is this you happening to me on Twitter? <laughs> do you have a take that, that I can tweet either. right after we finish recording this? <laughs> and I will at you. Oh no! You won't even you won't even like um uh like sneaky Sub-tweet tweet you. me. No. Yeah, you will you will come right for me. Um, I mean, my take is basically just that it was very shocking when I watched it on TV. Um, because I was watching it live. One of the one of the only things that I watch absolutely live. I got a good stream of it, so I was like shocked because I mean that's I wasn't shocked in the way that like Judd Apatow was how he's like you know clutching his pearls and you know, think of the Chris Rocks of it all. Um, I was just shocked because I don't normally see people get slapped at awards shows. And you don't normally see, like, something like the Oscars, you don't normally see people, those things are so meticulously produced. So when something happens that hasn't obviously been rehearsed 10 times, it's shocking because that whole show is just so formulaic. Mm-hmm. It's like a mm-hmm. fucking chocolate chip cookie recipe. There's no deviation from what you're expecting. Even the, you know, the winners, you're like, I know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Will Smith walk on stage, I was like, oh, okay, this is something. And then when I heard that, like, muffled, like, like slap sound, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't think they did this in rehearsal. So that's where I was shocked. It wasn't shocking one way or the other where it was like, I can't believe Will Smith did that. Or like, I can't believe Chris Rock uh, said a joke that would get him slapped. I was just like, wow, somebody went off script. Like somebody is going to get in trouble. It's Will Smith, obviously, who's getting in trouble for it. But that that's my But only then he t- went on to win an Oscar. So then how much trouble went- did he really get into? Yeah, he I mean... Re- he got an award. Well, I know, because you know that Academy producers are sitting back there going like, oh, fuck, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock. Like, this isn't good. But we do know he's going to win for King Richard. So we can't do much, because that's one of our big awards of the night. And also, the man has not won an Academy Award before. So let's just... All sit tight. Let's keep our asses in seats. And we'll talk about this after the show has wrapped. And when everything is safe to talk about it, release a statement. Um, What's your take on it? I mean, my take is probably that this just confirms how society and the media is extremely, extremely obsessed with celebrity. And I'm included in that. Yeah, for sure. Because as soon as it happened, I knew that this was going to be the story for a while. And for probably until next year's Oscars when Will and Chris either 
host together or they're going to go full WWE and bring out the wrestling mat and have them go at it. The belt but <laughs> because this has been covered to death. And, you know, of course, I expect like entertainment sites and yeah. um, entertainment shows to cover this to death. That's our job. Yeah. But like CNN and oh, serious yeah. news sources, they have been covering this to death and they sometimes lead with it over Ukraine and the pandemic. Yes. And even like the White House was oh, asked my- about this. <laughs> yes. So that's I, yeah. my take. That, okay, like- yes, it's true because I, I was listening to talk radio on Monday morning, which I always do. We listen to the same radio station every morning when we're eating breakfast. And I like say me and my daughter, because obviously my three-year-old gets a huge kick out of talk radio. Anyways, but... They're, it's exactly what you said where they're like um like they're like coming up in news uh something about Ukraine but first there was a slap at the Academy Awards and I was like are you kidding me we're bumping news about Ukraine for this slap yeah. but it really is that type of news though yeah yeah that, that, yeah that, so that's my take on it yeah. um but believe it or not there were actually Oscars given out at the Oscars. I, I can't believe it, but um, and that's what's that's what sucks because as soon as the slap happened, nobody really cared about the awards anymore. It's Any, true. Everybody was just talking about that. It suddenly became about Will Smith and this slap. And anyway, during last week's episode, we gave our predictions for mm-hmm. eight categories. And how did you do, Allison? You know what, Michael? I did six out of eight, and. I'm really proud of those numbers. I put some uh, I put some wins up on the board, and I'm pleased because I think in previous years I've done very poorly with uh, my predictions. And you also got six out of eight. Yeah, we tied. Yeah, we, we tied. tied. Yeah, I got everything except for the screenplay categories. Like I said, Licorice Pizza would win original yep. screenplay. Belfast won. I said Power of the Dog would get adapted screenplay and Coda won. You thought that's the ones you fucked up. I fucked up too because I said for um, uh, adapted it was gonna be Drive My Car and yeah no it was it was Coda. Yeah, um, but we got Coda for Best Picture, yep. Will for Best Actor, Ariana DeBose for Supporting Actress, Troy Kotsur for Supporting Actor, Jessica Chastain for Best Actress, and Jane Campion for Director. So we did that, but it was really predictable. It was very predictable. Yeah. I mean, even when I was making those guesses last week, like those predictions, I was like, can we even legally call these predictions? Because prediction would imply that you don't know what the answer is. Like you're just using your brain powers to be like, here's a, here's my best guess. Some of those were like, come on, these people are going to win. There, There's no question about it. I was hoping for a twist. Oh, oh, you wanted a twist? (laughs) Yeah, one never came. Well, a twist with the words. But I will say, Allison, I'm going to give this to you. Okay. I'm going to say that you won this because I asked you like a bonus if somebody who would say something stupid during their speech. Uh Uh-huh. And you did the Allison thing where you gave two answers. You You patented. Yeah, trademark me. (laughs) You said Jane Campion. That didn't happen. Uh, But you said Will Smith. And he didn't say anything stupid, but he did something stupid. So I'll give it to you. You won. You won. Thank you. And I will say his acceptance speech, he didn't say anything stupid in it, but he did reference something that maybe some people would consider to be stupidity. So you're right yeah, on it's a, a and a technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how do you feel about the screenplay wins? Because I feel like we predicted what we what we thought would win, but maybe also what we wanted to win. 
No, I, I don't. I didn't. I mean, because I finally saw licorice pizza. I'm glad I was wrong. I'll just. Oh. <laughs> so some records were broken on Oscar night. Uh, Troy Kotsur became only the second deaf actor to win an Oscar. Marley Matlin, who was in Coda 2, was the first. Ariana DeBose became the first queer woman of color to win an acting Oscar. And she won 60 years after Rita Moreno won in the same category for the same role. Um, that's only the third time that has happened. Can you name the other two times? When someone has won for the same role. Well, when two actors have won okay. an Oscar for playing the same role. Okay, so I think one of them is The Godfather with Michael Corleone. Yeah, With like Al Pacino. Or Vito? Or was it Michael? No, it's Michael because it's Al Pacino played young Vito. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Marlon Brando Brando and and Robert De Niro. Yeah, I think that's Vito, right? Or anyways, one of the Corleones. It's it's Mr. Corleone. It's like the, it's the boss. It's like the, um, the daddy, daddy Corleone. And then the second one is, is it something like, it's, I think, Oh, God. It's like something uh, with, is it Judy Dench playing a character? No. no, it's very recent. It was It's Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix for playing the Joker. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was way wrong. I would love to see Judy Dench as the Joker, though. So hopefully she will do that and get an Oscar as well. So They're making free. so many Joker movies that it's probably in the works right now. Warner Brothers probably has her in the makeup as we speak. And Billie Eilish and Phineas became the first siblings to win Best Song. And Coda became the first streaming movie, it's from Apple TV Plus, to win Best Picture. Also, Mm -hmm. this year's Oscar ratings were up nearly 60% from last year, but it's still the second least watched Oscars of all time. Wow. Even with Will Smith slapping someone. I don't know if that really counts because I think, I don't know if anybody tuned in (laughs) just to watch that. You know what I mean? The I don't right, know if the right. ratings went up because of that. So next year they may go up even more because people want to see an encore performance. Yeah, they're like, I hear people slap people at this awards yeah. show. I think I'll tune in and see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> so there was the slap, but there was also some sweet moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis brought out a little puppy during the Betty White tribute in the extremely messy in memoriam segment. That was a mess to me. Yeah. Uh, that puppy ended up getting adopted by John Travolta, who was at the Oscars. I know. I have no jokes about that because I think that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Well, I just have to say it's a good thing that John Travolta doesn't wear wigs anymore or that puppy may think that he was going to turn him into one. Oh, but how cute was that? Oh, oh, sorry. I was assuming you that. You think I assumed... puppy murder is cute? Oh my God. No, I thought, this. no, I, I was just... I was Add Allison. <laughs> this you? Is this you, Allison? <laughs> no, I was assuming John Travolta would just take the puppy and just stick it right on his head alive. <laughs> and like feed it snacks during the day. Okay, yeah. That was cute to me. Okay, yeah, that's the Pixar version of yeah. what I had in my head. <laughs> um, also, the Liza Minnelli presented Best Picture with Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Liza had a little trouble presenting Lady, and Lady Gaga knelt down and said, I got you. Which was sweet. It was, yeah. But I'm surprised that Lady Gaga didn't also kneel down, like when Liza, before Liza named Coda's best picture and say, you know, say that best picture goes to Lady Gaga for carrying House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Yeah. House of Gucci uh, backslash a star is born. It's a tie. My star is born, not your mom's star is born. So do, do you have any other thoughts? I mean, not really. It was kind of a, yeah. I don't want to say safe, 
but it was kind of a safe Academy Award. Safe like, and not. Safe and, yeah. <laughs> there were some parts where I was like, whoa, this is wildly different. But for the most part, like, listen, I said last week, I enjoyed watching Coda. I think that is, are there going to be movies that I'll probably watch a second time and enjoy more? Yeah, obviously. I think Power of the Dog is one I'll probably watch again and enjoy more or have an appreciation for like 10 years from now. Um, so it, things felt a little safe, like Jessica Chastain with like eyes of Tammy Faye. Like I know a lot of people on the internet were saying it should have been Olivia Coleman with The Lost Daughter, but that's like a riskier choice. Um, but otherwise, like it was fine. I mean, last year's was kind of a huge mess so they could really only go up from that yeah and on yeah like you said it was predictable and pretty boring like if you take out the slap there's really enough not much to talk about this would have been a a five minute segment i mean the commercial aspect of it was really heavy-handed this year yeah i learned more about Zack snyder movies during the four hours of the oscar than i have ever subject willingly subjected myself to in my whole life and so i didn't appreciate that (laughs) yeah i should we should file fcc complaints for that alone now let's end this part of the show with some real news yeah farts that's real you don't get rid of the farts no this this is a story that should be dominating the headlines this breaking breaking wind breaking wind news story yeah if this if that slap hadn't have happened, this would have been number one. So a Brazilian singer named Polka, she used to go by MC Pocahontas, but now she's just goes by Polka. So she's 20 years old. She's a singer songwriter. She's got over 15 million Instagram followers. She was on Big Brother Brazil, mm-hmm. but she achieved worldwide fame because she says that she f- held in her farts while around her boyfriend, and she held them so much that it put her in the hospital. What a claim to fame. <laughs> That's the t- number one thing on a Wikipedia page now. It's what, great. farts? Yeah, go to the hospital because of farts. Famous for farts. <laughs> Although, like, um, Element FAO, they uh, are Don't famous say they're for famous for out, shit. Yeah, they're famous for putting out nothing but farts. <laughs> their songs. So this isn't the first, really. It's disrespectful of you, Michael. You know how I feel about LMFAO. <laughs> That's why I said it. I know. Okay, so Polka, she told her Instagram followers that one morning, mm-hmm. she woke up at 5.30 with major stomach pains and ended up going to the hospital. And she posted selfies from the hospital. Polka claims that she suffered issues because she's not on farting terms with her boyfriend and held in her farts while in bed with him. And she's been with him since 2019. Three years? Oh my God. Her farts haven't been freed in a while. Mm -mm. The doctor figured out that she was having cramps because of trapped farts. And usually that happens from eating certain foods or IBS, but Polka, it happened to Polka because she wouldn't fart in front of her man. So doctors were able to relieve her <laughs> of her farts and gave her some IBS meds. How do you relieve someone of farts? Take them to Taco Bell? <laughs> oh my God. You know what my mom used to tell us how to let go of our farts? Like how? to um, get on all fours like a yeah. dog and then to put our ass in the air and let like your ass hole suck in the air and then you just push them out i'll try try that (laughs) try that (laughs) it sounds medical i'll try it so that that's probably what they made polka do and then the the roof probably blew off off the fucking hospital 
Because she had two, three years worth of farts up in there. It's a good thing she's got 15 million Instagram followers. That means she's probably rich. She can afford to pay for all the roof repairs on that hospital. And Polka later joked on TikTok about how her farts made her an international star. So you know what I'm going to ask you, Allison. Have I ever had to uh, pay for roof repairs for a hospital? Exactly. (laughs) No, what are you going to ask me? What your stance is on farting in front of um, partners. Okay. Well, I think we've discussed on the podcast before uh, whether or not you would go to the bathroom in front of a partner with the door open. And I believe my response was, yes, I would. Yes, I have. (laughs) And um, with farting, I feel like farting is very natural. It's like, to me, a fart is a burp. It's just like a grosser burp. And if you were to accidentally burp around a partner, you just say, excuse me, and then you'd move on from it. It might be a little embarrassing for some people. But I think that we should treat farts the same way because if you hold in a burp, I don't think it does the same kind of damage as holding in a fart. And that's really dangerous. Like you need all of your like tubes down there. Like that part of your body is very necessary. You can't be messing around with it. So I feel like it's going to happen. Like embarrassing stuff happens. You're going to fart around a partner. You're going to like maybe accidentally shit your pants around a partner. And <laughs> Who is actually, <laughs> Allison, what are you eating? Uh, Taco wow. Bell. I've Ch- said this before. Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> I've listen. I've never, I've never shit my pants in front of a partner before. I'm sure lots of people have. I'm there's no stigma here about that. But I def. Here's the thing. I would not hold in a fart around a partner. There is no partner so precious that I would risk having to go to the hospital and having to get a doctor to push my farts out for me. There, I I cannot see somebody worthy of that for me personally. So I will be farting in front of partners, Michael. Where would you stand on this? Well, early on, I have held farts. Okay. But I don't, like, hold them all night. I will say, you know, I got to go to the bathroom, and then I'll turn on the faucet real loud uh-huh. and let it go. Let it go. That's <laughs> what I do. And But then when I start to get comfortable, <laughs> yeah. You're not I have farted before. And sometimes, like, I do it as a joke. Sometimes, like, I think it's funny. And I've been told by at least one boyfriend that my farting could lead to them dumping me. So, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, is that the right partner for you? Because you are, you're letting your body be what your body needs to be. Well, but I would like, you know, fart loudly because I thought it was funny. So you're like ripping show of it, like make a big show of it, (laughs) not just like a poop. And then, Oh, excuse me. No, it's like a, like a show. I'm like the anti uh, polka. But like you said, like, if you can't fart in front of your partner, it's not love. So Polka, hopefully she can fart in front of her partner now. Yeah. Or at least get yourself a partner who's into it, like a fart fetishist. I was going to say, I'm sure there's a website where she can find many potential partners that would be into So Michael... I've got exciting baby news for you. Although, I don't know if it's that exciting because I feel like we've covered this topic probably maybe seven times now already. So, Hilaria Baldwin, wife of Alec Baldwin and mother to many children, uh, just announced that her and Alec are having their seventh child. So, 
they will now have seven children under the age of eight years old, which is, that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot for a normal person. They probably have eight nannies, so it's probably not that much effort for them. So right now they have eight-year-old Carmen Gabrielle, six-year-old Raphael Thomas, five-year-old Leonardo uh, Angel or Angel Charles, three-year-old Romeo Alejandro David, 18-month-old Eduardo Paul Lucas, one-year-old Maria Lucia Victoria, and Alec has a 26-year-old daughter uh, with Kim Basinger, who is, of course, Ireland Baldwin. So they said that they'll be expecting their child sometime in the fall. And, uh, you know, Hilaria had gone on kind of like a social media hiatus for a while because Alec Baldwin is dealing with uh, uh, an uncomfortable situation involving several lawsuits uh, at the moment. But she wanted to come back on Instagram and let everyone know that they were going to have another kid in their lives very soon. The, the Dugers are shook. But like Ali Wong, comedian Ali Wong, she mm-hmm. has this long running bit about trapping a man. Yes. <laughs> and Hilaria Baldwin is the MVP of this because Alec Baldwin can never divorce her because he can't afford the child support. For oh, eight. You know what the child support will be on eight kids? She, she's the MVP of trapping. It, it would be impossible. Like when you actually break it down, I mean, some of those child support checks for like famous kids are like twenty thousand dollars a month, More. or like forty thousand yeah. dollars a month. Forty thousand times seven minors. It's like Michael. I can't even do the math on that. Okay, Michael. Because even though Hilaria Baldwin has been exposed as somebody who was like born in Boston and only spent summers in Spain, but still continues to name all of her kids uh, Spanish names. What do you think this? seventh baby will be named how do you well because alec you know he's dealing with the rust investigation yeah so how do you say damage control in spanish you know what michael that I, l- I looked it up and it's control d danos oh you go you go, went to google because that sounds very google <laughs> yes i think so i did not ask a spanish person i asked uh, senor google who is very seldom accurate <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what you're going for as well, I'm guessing. That or um, Diccionario de Español, which is Spanish dictionary, because eventually they're going to they're gonna start to run out of names and she's going to have to start looking them up. Yeah, but, but, but back to damage control. Like uh-huh. Alec, this is kind of a smart move on his part because the like the more the more kids he has, the more humans he has on his side. So soon the majority of the human race will be on Alex's side since the majority of the human race will be his kid. It's it's true. He's very close yeah. to it right now. I believe it's something like uh, 8% of... Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, Michael, I know that you're a huge Star Wars fan. Major. Yeah, the biggest. <laughs> so, Ewan, for those who are not Star Wars fans, Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars prequels. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is, like, he was, like, the, um, he's the Jedi Master who, like, trained Luke Skywalker. And, um, so he has, like, Jedi powers. Jedi powers are, like, uh, things that you can do with your mind. And so Ewan McGregor was recently asked by Entertainment Weekly if he ever uses, like, the Jedi mind force to open doors, which is something that happened all the time in the movies, right? Like, Jedis don't ever get their hands dirty. They just open doors with their mind. And Ewan McGregor said, I like to do that with 
the automatic doors for my own amusement. I always do a little Jedi move for the doors. And I've occasionally been caught doing it at like the supermarket or something when I'm wheeling my trolley. It's just always for my own like enjoyment because it makes me laugh. But occasionally I've been caught doing that and it's kind of embarrassing. I don't speak nerd, so I have no idea what he just said. Okay, but if you so, saw if you saw Ewan McGregor like waving his hand at you as he walked through a door, I'd wave back. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ewan. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ewan. I'm Michael. <laughs> I don't watch Star Wars, so I don't know. I what think you're he doing. was so friendly. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, "Ooh, what do you do with that hand, Ewan McGregor?" And then he'd be like, "Please try to use the Jedi mind force to get me away from him." Okay, so Ashley Tisdale, who we all know as Sharpay from High School Musical, or you know her as Ashley Tisdale's character from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, um, she recently did a home tour with Architectural Digest, where they, that's when like AD goes into a famous person's house and they just show them all the expensive stuff they have. So they were in her living room and she shows them these bookcases that she has these bookshelves and they're full of books. And she revealed that prior to Architectural Digest coming to her home and filming, she had maybe 22 books on the shelves. And she said that when she realized that Architectural Digest was coming, she sent her Chris, her husband Christopher French out to buy books. And she told him, you need to go buy 400 books so that we can fill up this bookshelf. These bookshelves, I have to be honest, were not actually did not have books in it like a couple days ago. Um, I had my husband go to a bookstore and I was like, you need to get 400 books. <laughs> Obviously my husband's like, we should be like collecting books over time and putting them in the shelves. And I was like, no, 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 not when AD comes. <laughs> And that's what they did. Then the bookshelf is filled with books and like random books, completely random books. It's all over the place. There's like self-help books, a book about Chanel, probably a coloring book in there somewhere. So like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, she hired a book curator right, <laughs> to curate her books in her fucking library. And she was also in Architectural Digest, I think either last month or the month before. So she probably called Architectural Digest and was like, please pull my spread from your site, pull all magazine, burn all every magazine that you have of me because I just learned I do not want to be in a magazine that also features poor people. Since Ashley Tisdale is obviously a poor person if she's sending her husband to Target to buy books, yeah, she, she can't could- get a book curator. No, she she couldn't even get someone to uh, do a Zoom call and a book curation. She just said to send her husband to Barnes yeah. & Nobles. Yeah, <laughs> shameful. Okay, so last week on Twitter, um, t- a Twitter user named Jamie Attenberg um, asked a question about uh, like general air travel. Specifically, though, she asked, when you fly, do you prefer an aisle or a window seat and why? And so her her original question was has been since deleted, but there's still all the people's answers up. And so some people said that they choose a window seat so that they can kind of orient themselves properly on a plane to kind of help with flight anxiety. Um, lots of people said an aisle seat because they don't want to be a bother when they go to the bathroom. They wouldn't mind being bothered if someone had to go to the bathroom, but they don't want to bother someone. So Michael, when you're flying on a plane, I know that you've flown on many planes. Do you choose an aisle seat or a window seat and why? 
Uh, okay. Let's say there's three people. Let's say I'm flying. Oh. I'm traveling with two other people. Okay. Then I'll sit wherever. Uh, if I'm traveling with just one other person, I'm either middle or aisle. If I'm traveling by myself, aisle 100%. I try you're... to get aisle. Okay. You're never window. You're window? No, I'm also aisle. Okay. Why are you aisle? Okay. I'm aisle because... Um, I don't like having to talk. I feel like for me, it's rude when I talk over someone when I the drink cart comes by. So I like to like make eye contact with the um, flight attendant. And I feel like we're having a one on one conversation when I ask for a Sprite. But if I'm in a window seat, I feel like I'm leaning across people okay, demanding yeah. food. But also, I don't want to get sucked out of the window. Okay. Cause, well, yeah, but I've seen Final Destination movies. Yeah, that's and, true. Like, it's possible. The, the options, it's on the table. Yes. Okay, so why are you in aisle? Well, same thing. I don't like to bother. I'd rather be bothered than bother people. And also, a big thing is because I usually put my bag in the overhead bin, right? Yeah. I'm always very anxious about pulling my bag down at the end of the flight. Like, I'm afraid that it's go- like I'm going to fall or I'm, I'm, I get so paranoid about that. So when I'm in the aisle, as soon as the plane lands and they let us get up, I can pop up and grab my bag while nobody's watching because they're busy doing other things, getting themselves together. So that's why I prefer. Like if I'm in the window, then everyone has to behind me has to watch me pull my <laughs> bag on the overhead bin and it's too much pressure. It's too much yeah, pressure. You could be struggling with it. It could get caught. Yeah. So I'd I'd rather do it while no one is paying attention. So that's that's why I'm aisle. Okay. So both of ours, when it comes down to it, are like pure anxiety based. Yeah. If we ever travel together, we're gonna have to sit in aisle seats across from each other. <laughs> or one in front of each other. Yeah. Tapping each other on the shoulders the whole time. Turn around, I gotta talk to you. <laughs> All right, so finally, Britney Spears recently revealed that she has no idea who Pete Davidson or Scott Disick is. Uh, and it's in a very cute way. So this started with an Instagram story that was posted by Scott Disick. And uh, it was a picture of Pete Davidson and some friends. And they were falling asleep while watching a movie. And he just captioned it. Boy, boys night was wild, right? Like, okay, that's a funny joke. So Brittany thought that it was a funny joke and she reposted it. And her caption was, sorry, had to repost this. No idea who these people in the video are, but it made me laugh so hard. Can you imagine not knowing who Scott Disick and Pete Davidson is bliss? I want to be in Brittany's head. I know. I feel like I would hug her and I would just be like, the, you, this is a blessed existence. <laughs> Okay, so that ends this episode. Um, We'll be back next week. We will not talk about the slap. Cut to... (laughs) The slap part two. This episode is only devoted to the slap. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by uh, Vaseline, the perfect cream to put on your hands after you slap someone. (laughs) Anti-chapping Vaseline. (laughs) But we'll be back next week. If you have a question for us or a note, you can always email us at dtp at delisted.com. So... Till next week. Happy April Fool's Day, Michael.